This is The Talk is Good, a place to hear audio fan fiction by the author, Crystal Orr. You can find us on SoundCloud, and finally, you can find us on iTunes. Search for either The Talk is Good, under Podcasts, or even easier, search for Calzona, under Podcasts. Before we get started, I just wanted to say two things. One, thank you so much for your patience. I know it's been a while since I've posted a chapter, so I apologize for that. Life has been crazy. And two, I wanted to shout out to all the listeners that have tuned into this podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying these two great stories. Hopefully I'm encouraging you to check out Shannara 66 slash Crystal Orr's other stories. I do get some stats on the countries and the cities of all the listeners. So I just wanted to take this opportunity again to thank you very much for listening. So thanks to everyone here in the US, Canada, United Kingdom, Netherlands, Brazil, Singapore, South Africa, Belgium, Australia, Germany, Romania, France, Mexico, Sweden, India, Russian Federation, Italy, Portugal, Indonesia, Poland, Greece, Dominican Republic, Thailand, Norway, Peru, Ireland, Switzerland, the Philippines, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Turkey, Iraq, Syria, Arab Republic, Taiwan, province of China, Serbia, and Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much. That's pretty cool. That's the United Nations right there of awesome fans. And also, I see you, Tampa, Ottawa, Canada, Saginaw, Michigan, New York, New York, Worcester over in the UK, Rio de Janeiro over in Brazil, Cape Town, South Africa. There's way more cities, as you can imagine, um, and too many to name. But thank you all, all so much for tuning in. So that's it for the admin. Sorry I've been away so long. Check us out on iTunes. Head over there. Like the podcast. Write a comment. Um, I really appreciate it. All right. On with the show. When we last left our girls here in Choices Land, Arizona had been assigned some homework. Go to Callie. Show your concern. Let her know that you're thinking about her. Arizona took on that challenge, went over to Callie's, brought lunch, started asking Callie if she was okay, and having the beginning of a nice conversation. And of course, with all the intense hurt, angry feelings between the two of them, Callie asks Arizona about the cheating. And Arizona answers, and it gets all crazy, and Arizona doesn't know what to do with herself, and she kisses Callie, and Callie kisses her back, and oh my god, Arizona says, I love you. And I quote Shannara 66, and in an instant, the moment between them changed drastically. <laughs> Ugh, Arizona, Dr. Aiden specifically told you, not to disclose your feelings, that it was all about you showing, not necessarily telling, but showing Callie that you cared. Oh, Arizona, but totally hard not to get caught up in the moment, right? So let's check out chapter nine, 
and let's see what happens. This is a good chapter because at the end, Callie gets what she wants. That's my little tease. Choices. Chapter 9. Worth. First published on LiveJournal.com on June 18th, 2013. Please note that this chapter was recorded using an app on my iPhone. Apologies for the low volume quality. I love you. The words resounded inside Callie's head. She felt the heady rush of euphoria from just moments before quickly fading away, only to be replaced with the heavy weight of reality. Her sense of reason that had been so absent while Arizona was kissing her was now stark within her mind. Arizona loved her? Loved? How could she utter such words? How could she tell Callie something so heartfelt and so intimate after she had slept with someone else? Though Callie could now somewhat better understand her wife's state of mind the last year, she could in no way see how that was supposed to justify her infidelity. Yes, Arizona had suffered a massive trauma. She had dealt with an incredible loss and had been faced with relearning how to live her life. Callie understood that. She felt for that. She experienced compassion when she thought about how much Arizona had silently struggled since the plane crash, how she had tried so hard to be someone she no longer was, simply to please her wife. But, even with her newfound sense of empathy, Callie could not understand how those feelings could lead Arizona to sleep with someone she had known a whole of two days. Her trauma couldn't excuse that. Callie couldn't excuse it. She wasn't in that place. She didn't know if she would ever be in that place again. When Arizona had kissed her, feelings she had buried so deep had come to life inside her, and for a brief moment, she had been alive again. It had been so easy to let herself be swept away in those sensations. There had been need and desire and lust and passion and so many other wonderful and sorely missed emotions in that kiss. Callie had become wrapped up in the moment, her body only able to feel what it had longed for since her life had fallen apart. Arizona had been confident, so very much like she had been when they first started dating. She had been sure, and her skin had been hot, her lips soft, and her caress inviting. Despite those things, it had been wrong. Though it felt so right and so welcome, Callie couldn't deny that it had been wrong. A part of her wanted nothing more than to forget everything and allow Arizona to make love to her. She'd be able to lose herself for a time and not have to think about her feelings, her broken heart, her sense of loss and betrayal. The other part of her felt sick at the thought. The last woman Arizona had touched intimately had not been her. She had kissed someone else. She had felt another's skin, another's body. She had allowed someone else to bring her to release. Callie couldn't fathom the thought of Arizona touching her when Lauren Boswell had enjoyed that very same touch. Callie. Callie licked her lips and stepped away from Arizona. 
she noticed a pain and confused look in a pair of blue eyes before her. I can't. I can't do this, she said. Arizona lowered her brow and shook her head. Why? I want this. I want you, Callie. I'm sorry for everything, okay? Please, don't deny us. Not us. The words were wrong. All wrong. They made Callie angry. The heavy sense of fog that had been clouding her mind since Arizona's kiss now lifted. Her rational voice came to her rescue and suffocated her feelings of longing. You think your apology makes everything okay? You come over here with lunch and tell me how you basically lied to me for a year? How you were unhappy and resenting everyone? And I'm just supposed to forget everything you've said and done? You think that justifies your affair? That it gives you a free pass? What? Callie, no. That's not it at all. I'm trying to be honest, Arizona argued, slightly perturbed at the sudden change in mood. She had thought the two of them were making progress. Well, that's a first. Don't you get it, Arizona? I don't know who you are. I don't know when you're telling me the truth or when you're telling me something you think I want to hear. I went for months believing you when you said you were okay, that we were okay. I went for months believing that you still loved me and forgave me for doing what I did to save your life. Arizona's head snapped up. I do love you. That was never a lie. That was never in question. How can you say that to me? Callie yelled. How can you stand there and look me in the eyes and tell me you love me when you had sex with some other woman? I heard Lauren that day in the apartment, Arizona. She said you barely even gave me a thought before you fell into her arms. Did you love me then, huh? Callie, it's complicated. Arizona argued weakly and lowered her eyes. She opened her mouth to try and explain things, but was interrupted. No, it's really not. Callie's words faltered as her voice began to shake. It took on a tired and resigned quality. And what does it matter, huh? It's not about me, remember? You, what, had to sleep with that bitch to heal yourself? She made you feel alive and real, and you were just pretending with me? What are you fighting for, Arizona? If I made you feel so awful, if you were so miserable with me, why are you trying to convince me that you love me now? Because I do love you, Calliope, Arizona whispered in a ragged breath. Tears glistened in her eyes, and her voice was thick. Even when I was lost and scared and angry, I loved you. Even with Lauren, I loved you. I wasn't supposed to tell you that, but I needed you to know that I still care. Things are a mess right now. They've been a mess for a long time. I've been a mess. But you're... You're my wife and I love you. I want us to work this out. Silence stretched between the two of them for a long while. The only sound that could be heard 
apart from their heavy breathing and sad sniffles, was the light snoring coming from Sophia, who still slept without a hitch on the couch. Finally, Callie spoke. I don't want to work this out, Arizona. I can't do this with you. You're saying I made everything about me. You're making everything about you. You broke your vows to me, and you're making it about you. You act as if I don't have the right to feel anything. I can't have feelings about the crash because I wasn't on the plane. I can't be involved in your recovery because I'm the evil doctor that cut off your leg. I can't have feelings about the hospital or the lawsuit because I lost nothing. Hell, I'm not even allowed to be upset about you cheating on me because you were sad and struggling. I'm just supposed to accept that you were going through a hard time and move on. Arizona's eyes were wide with disbelief as she listened to her wife. Was that really how she felt? Had Arizona done such horrible things, been such a horrible person, that Callie truly felt as though she wasn't allowed to have a reaction? Any reaction? Was she making everything about her while telling Callie she was being the selfish one? Well, Arizona, I've got news for you. This isn't all about you. I do have feelings about the whole damn thing. I'm devastated over your amputation. I feel guilty over not being able to keep my promise to you. I let you down and that guts me. I miss Mark and Lexi. I hate how the lawsuit happened, but I'm glad we were able to save the hospital. But most of all, Arizona, I'm in hell and agony every day because I miss my wife. I miss the woman you were before you got on that plane. I miss my friend and my partner. I miss how happy we were. I miss how in love I was. Arizona felt her throat tighten in response to Callie's words. Her wife was crying now, and her voice was quivering. Tears fell down her cheeks, and her eyes were red and puffy. This was the most emotion she has received from Callie in weeks, and it was shaking her to her core. She could feel her wife's enormous sense of loss. For the first time in a long time, Arizona truly saw and heard Callie. I'm sorry I couldn't save you, Callie whispered. I knew I'd lose you. I knew I'd lose you if I took your leg, but I'd hoped that our love was strong enough to see us through. It was stupid of me. After the amputation, I saw how changed you were. You were a shell. Everything good in you, everything I'd fallen in love with, had been scooped out. You were bitter and cruel, and you looked at me like you hated me. I knew I was losing you, and that scared me, Arizona. You have no idea how much that scared me. Callie licked at the tears that had collected near her top lip and shook her head. Arizona was staring at her as if completely understanding her for the first time since the amputation. I started pushing you because I was scared. I tried to get you to see that I still loved you. I didn't think you were less. I didn't think you were ugly. You were my wife, and I just needed you to be with me. So yes, maybe I trivialized your experience, but not because I didn't care or because I was selfish. 
I was so desperate to keep you with me that I ended up being the thing that pushed you away. But there were those moments when you'd look at me. Callie smiled softly, the act appearing odd yet breathtaking on her tear-stained face. Moments when you were the woman I knew. They were so few, Arizona, but I lived for them. I stayed and I put up with all the bullshit because of those moments. The moments when you would smile like you adored me. When you would touch me like you still worshipped me. When you'd kiss me and I would know that you still loved me. Callie chuckled as more tears slipped from her eyes. (laughs) I lived for moments. How pathetic was I? You were spiraling in a depression, resenting me and hating me, and I was too stupid to notice because I lived on those few moments when you were the woman I knew. Arizona took a step closer, her own face mirroring the emotions on Callie's face. There were so many things she wanted to say. She wanted to take her wife in her arms and protect her from all the horrible things she was feeling. She wanted to apologize until it finally resonated with Callie. She wanted to erase her affair, erase Lauren Boswell, and every other bad mistake or decision she had made since her amputation. You weren't stupid, Callie. I lived for those moments, too, when I felt like your wife. When the bad feelings didn't occupy my thoughts, and I was just able to love you without worry. We both thought different things. We both felt conflicting emotions. But Callie... Arizona paused before speaking again. I never wanted to hurt you. Ever. I wanted to be that person I was. That person you knew. But I'm not her. Not completely. I can't be her anymore and I've... I've realized that. Callie made a sound at the back of her throat, but remained silent. She refused to look at Arizona, but Arizona found that that made talking easier. We're not the same people. The plane crash changed us. I'm not the same woman you married, but all the good hasn't been scooped out. Part of me is still here. That part of me can't let you go. That part of me needs you to understand where I've been, where I'm going. I'm still your wife, Callie. And that part of me still loves you very much. Taking a step back and shaking her head, Callie said, I don't want to do this now. This is too much. I just need to go to sleep. She couldn't take the heartfelt look in Arizona's eyes or the pleading tone in her voice. She needed time to think, to process. She needed space. Callie, I mean it. You look at me and all you see is my broken promise. You can't get over it. I look at you and all I see are your broken vows. I see Lauren touching you and you touching Lauren and I, I can't do this right now. Arizona wanted to argue. She wanted to press Callie to talk to her. It was obvious her wife had been internalizing everything. Had she not spoken to anyone?
Bailey, Owen, Christina? Had she just been trying to handle everything on her own? Moving, getting a new apartment, taking care of Sophia? As much as Arizona wanted Callie to confide in her, she knew she couldn't pressure her. It wasn't right. Her feelings alone weren't the only thing at stake. She had to think of Callie. She had to do what was best for her. She had already royally screwed up today's simple lunch plans and gone against her therapist's advice. Continuing to press the issue wasn't going to solve anything. Okay, she said simply and surprised Callie. You're right, I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention today. I just, I wanted to remind you that I care. I'm worried about you. You need to talk to someone, Callie. It helps. It's helped me. A lot. Callie nodded, but did not meet Arizona's imploring gaze. Maybe, she said. It was obvious her defenses were slowly rebuilding themselves. I, uh, still hope you'll let me visit Sophia. Let's give it a few days, okay? I'll give you some time to, to be alone. Just call me and we'll schedule a visit. Arizona turned around and walked toward the door. When her hand touched a handle, she looked over her shoulder. Callie still stood in the same position. Her hands were in the back pocket of her jeans, and her head was bent, eyes staring at the floor as her hair brushed across her neck and shoulders. Arizona had never seen her look so defeated, yet so grown up. It was an odd dichotomy. I'm really sorry, Callie. I know that doesn't touch where I need it to, but I am. I never believe I was capable of being this person, but I'm trying to correct my mistakes so I can be a better person, a person worthy of you. I don't want you to hate me. I don't want to be a liar and a cheater or someone who's bitter and angry. Somehow, I became all of those things, but I intend on making it up to you, even if you're never able to love me again. With that, Arizona opened the door and quietly left. Callie stood by the couch for several minutes and let her heart stop its crazed beating. Her thoughts were chaotic. She felt so many emotions at the same time, she thought she might faint from the sheer overwhelming exhaustion of it all. Arizona's words rang in her mind, and she couldn't stop them from tormenting her and tugging at her heartstrings. Even if you're never able to love me again. Looking up and turning toward the door Arizona had just vacated, Callie exhaled and whispered, I never stopped loving you, and that's the problem. Oh boy. <sighs> Our girls. So there you go. Arizona does her homework and does not do it particularly well because she discloses to Callie that she loves her. 
a conversation happens that never should have happened. And as Arizona leaves, Callie gets what she wants, which is an apology from Arizona. And now, knowing Callie, it's going to fuck her up. And she's not going to know what to do with it. So join me next time for the reading of chapter 10 of Choices, where Arizona has an appointment with Dr. Aiden. And I have a feeling Dr. Aiden has a few things to say to Arizona once she learns the recap of Arizona's homework. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Talk is Good, available on soundcloud.com and now on iTunes.